When a child goes missing, parents can find themselves feeling like the world has stopped spinning. Even though the majority of missing children are eventually found, the fear that parents experience when they are waiting for their child's return can be paralyzing. Of course, when children are found, that fear doesn't just go away. Sometimes, what should be a happy family reunion comes with more questions than answers, even when the kid's safe. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the mysterious 1946 disappearance of Catherine Van Alst, an eight-year-old girl who disappeared while she was on a camping trip with her family. After six grueling days, she was found. But a lot of people feel like there's something seriously wrong with her story. So, let's see what kind of rumors exist surrounding this poor kid. So, I have been receiving some messages from you guys that I did kind of want to address. Funny enough, there is a pretty even split between people who want the show to be longer and people who prefer the convenience of the episode length. So, I wanted to kind of do a temp check with you guys. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know that I'm pretty committed to the length of the episodes. As a business owner, I don't have a lot of free time. Now, that does not mean that I don't have the time to make podcasts because that is a part of my job. But it does mean that listening to long podcasts is just not something that I really do anymore. When I made my show, I wanted to make a podcast more like what I needed, short and, hopefully, interesting. And I know that some of you love it for that and have told me that. With that being said, I also remember when I worked a boring desk job and podcasts were what got me through the day. And I know that some of you have expressed interest in longer episodes and a little more research. Now, I am going to be upfront in saying that if you guys want a show that has every kind of detail, you will not find it with me. I struggle to listen to shows that sound like an endless list of facts, and I'm really not interested in taking at that in that direction. I think a lot of shows do take that route because people love it, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily right for me. I would get bored. You would be able to tell. Trust me. With that being said, I have toyed with the idea of making one of the weekly episodes a little longer. Like, more in the 20 to 30 minute range, nothing crazy. So, if you would like to see the week split between shorter episodes and slightly longer story-based episodes with some added story components and maybe theories, I would love to hear your thoughts. So contact me on Twitter or Instagram with atdatpod to let me know what you think. Some of you also expressed an interest in more cases that weren't outright murder, so I decided to look for a few more missing persons cases for you guys, and here we are with this one. I am obviously still going to cover murders, it is true crime, but I'll try and keep a little more variety so you can all get away from some of the darker endings every once in a while. 
a great thing about this case is that the ending actually was happy, if not a little odd. Ordinarily, a case like Catherine's really wouldn't fit in the true crime space, but the mystery surrounding it certainly gives everybody kind of reason for pause, so we're going to check it out anyway. Catherine was only eight years old when she went out into Devil's Den State Park in the Ozarks with her family. In case you haven't seen the show, or you don't have a significant other from Missouri like me, the Ozarks are apparently quite the marvel. The area spans across 47,000 square miles and covers four states in total, and it's known to have all kinds of really beautiful natural elements. The famed Lake of the Ozarks is considered a fairly dangerous place, and with all of the wilderness that the Ozarks offer, suffice it to say that it isn't particularly safe, especially for a young child. One moment, Catherine was playing with her brothers and having a blast doing kid things. They were playing in water, there was some fresh air, and I'm just kind of imagining the human equivalent of a group of puppies just jumping on each other and having fun, probably with more yelling and, you know, less barking. But at some point, Catherine wandered off. Her parents and her brothers went searching, calling for her, but she was nowhere to be seen. It was like she disappeared from the surface of the earth. Some of my research pointed out that the area where she went missing also had quite a few adults go missing with some less than favorable outcomes in the end. So, naturally, everyone feared the worst. Studies suggest that in the United States, over 800,000 children are reported missing every single year. So, that is a lot of kids, but... Most of them do go home, and they are fine. In a case like this, the problem is that things don't look good from the start. If I went missing in the woods right now with no gear and my limited experience, I would stand a chance of surviving for a while. But that chance isn't all that great, especially if no one was there to find me, right? And I am a grown adult who wears layered clothing and carries water and has hiking boots. Not an eight-year-old child who vanished while wearing nothing but a swimsuit. While people were searching for Catherine, they really thought that they were searching for a body. And as more days passed, the likelihood of that being true went with it. Now, Searches can be chaotic in the forest, but they do also use some pretty specific approaches to make sure that search groups cover as much ground as possible and don't miss anything. The searchers checked and even rechecked certain areas, and on the sixth day, they got lucky. As they were wandering around, calling for Catherine, she walked out of a cave. It was a miracle, but immediately, her rescuers were a little unsettled. Catherine was completely calm, almost deadpan, and she simply said, Here I am. 
This really seemed to shake her rescuers. Presumably because they thought that they were looking for a dead child. And I imagine that it just had to be one of those creepy kid things. Like, when I was little, like seven years old, I used to carve popsicle sticks into stakes and glue them together to make crucifixes because vampires were my biggest fear and I was not about to be caught unaware when they inevitably showed up to kill my family. Admittedly, I overestimated the vampire threat a little bit, but I stand by my actions. Kids have no real gauge on how to handle a lot of situations, so they cope in ways that don't always make sense to adults. But for adults, sometimes that can be a little unnerving. No one expected to find Catherine alive, and they weren't really sure how she managed to stay alive at all. So, suffice it to say that there were some questions and some very strange theories surrounding this. According to Catherine, she was able to find shelter in the cave, which had clean pools of water. She told her rescuers that she survived by living off of berries in the area. And she seemed completely fine, if not totally dazed and kind of detached, which... Seems fair. So, what happened? And why was everyone so unsettled by this? First, everyone was shocked by the fact that she was found over nine miles from her family's campsite. That is a long distance for a kid to walk by themselves without ending up in trouble or running into something. But apparently she did it with no shoes. Something that did make me laugh was the fact that the articles on this seemed to really stress the 600-foot elevation gain, which might be notable out there, but isn't much for Colorado, even for a kid. I feel like that's pretty standard on a lot of trails, but... What is shocking is that even though Catherine was found an estimated nine miles from the campsite... The path that she is believed to have walked is actually over 30 miles in total. So, that's a lot. And then there was the thing with the berries. Catherine was in an area where the berries are largely toxic. Are there good berries? Yes but there was a lot of potential for Catherine to eat a toxic berry instead, so she got pretty lucky for having no idea what she was doing. Catherine also said that she shouted for the people who were searching for her because she could hear them on several occasions, but that no one ever seemed to hear her. And then... She said the most disturbing thing of all. Catherine said that she didn't really remember much about being gone. And Catherine is not the only person to go missing like this and have the same kind of story when they get back. 
We can always make the case that the trauma distorted her memory and time, but a few things about this case just don't seem to sit right with a lot of people. The area where she was hiding was checked on multiple occasions, even with dogs. In fact, Catherine said she remembered the dogs and said that she was too afraid to approach them. Now, that is fair, but if a little human girl could notice the dogs, how could these trained animals not notice her? Why couldn't anyone hear her, and what is Catherine forgetting about her time in the woods? Let's talk through some of the theories from the internet. When someone goes missing in the woods and shows up, with minimal injuries and a missing memory, people have a tendency to rally behind a pretty specific theory. Aliens. The idea that Catherine was abducted by a UFO is actually fairly prominent online. People think that she might have been snatched up by a beam of light and then dropped back down in a nice safe cave with a new understanding of which berries to eat. Personally, I don't like this theory. Not because I don't believe in aliens, but because I refuse to for the sake of my own mental health. I will face down any of humanity's last stand apocalypse monster scenarios, but if the world ends with aliens, I quit. That's it. I'm out. I am not getting put in a human zoo for extraterrestrial entertainment, so... I've drawn the line. Another interesting theory that certainly comes with a heavy dose of superstition is that Catherine was actually lured away from her family by a ghostly apparition. Some folks believe that Catherine was visited by the ghost of the area and tricked into leaving her family behind. I'm not saying that I believe in this theory, but I do think that it's my favorite outside of something comparable to the plot of Ice Age or Homeward Bound, the incredible journey where animals took care of her until the humans arrived. The idea that Catherine could have been split between our world and some kind of ghost world while hanging out with a ghost for a week is certainly something. And of course, there are the more realistic theories. Is it possible that Catherine saw something truly disturbing out in the woods that caused her to run and lose some of her memories? Did Catherine witness some kind of frightening ordeal with humans or animals and kind of shut down because of it? It can happen. There is also the possibility that Catherine was temporarily abducted and then abandoned in the area. Trauma could cause the loss of memory, and it would explain how she ended up somewhere with water and a food supply. The idea of a kid showing up perfectly fine after almost a week in a dangerous forest is definitely interesting, and I understand why people are so keen to come up with stories about it. It's probably just the bizarre sight of a dazed little girl calmly waiting to be rescued that set people on edge, but... It's something that a child this young could survive out there at all, especially without help. 
No matter what, I am sure that her family was just glad that she's safe, whether she took a ride around the galaxy or not. I know this case isn't the most serious, but I hope that you enjoyed some of the fun theories and the eerie details all the same. So, if you want to let me know which theory is your favorite, the fine details of your apocalypse survival plan, or what I can do to make Among the Dirt and Trees your favorite podcast, contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. 